0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Recently, I asked you to submit your questions about parenting and children's mental health and we had such great questions. In fact, it was really hard selecting which ones to choose because they were such great questions. Well, in this episode, I have a Mola joining me and her question that she submitted was, Why does my preschooler, 4 years and 5 months, tend to cry at a range of issues which seem understandable like for example stubbing his toe or spilling a meal to others less so such as his nanny leaving before he could say goodbye or water touching his face during a shower, despite the fact that this is part of his process every morning. It could be that these examples have something in common about a perceived lack of agency but they seem to vary in magnitude quite a lot. We try various things like listening to the issue in his own words, asking him to take deep breaths, acknowledging his feelings and asking him to proffer solutions, but sometimes it just doesn't seem to work. Such an excellent question and we're going to dive in. But just before we do, I'm sure by now you all realize I have a new book coming out called How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, A Guide to Building Resilience and Managing Mental Health. This is a step by step guide that I needed when I was a young a young mother with of four children. It really shows you how to handle situations like I've just described. And that you'll hear me and see me walking a Yinden Mola through using the neurocycle to help your child to be able to manage these situations. And it's very exciting to have some tools in a child's hand to help them manage their mind. And that's what this book is going to help you do. And if you pre order now, it's available on pre order now. There are great pre-order bonuses. For example, I've created this great toy called Brainy, which is a little superhero that helps a child walk through their mental health journey. It's a cartoon character that appears throughout the book, but we also have it as a a toy and in a coloring book to help them on their mental health journey. So one of the pre-orders is a great discount on the Brainy toy and the coloring book and more pre-order bonuses. So you can find the link in the show notes. And now let's dive into today's podcast. Welcome, Ayanda Mola. I'm really happy to talk to you today. And thank you for agreeing to jump on this podcast with me and talk about your, you have such a fantastic question. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Wonderful. And you're one of my favorite places in London and you have this great London accent. So I can listen to you all day. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so just tell my audience a little bit about who you are and, let's, and just a brief overview of the question that you sent in.
1: Sure. Okay. So my name is Aindamala. I live in London with my husband and two sons. Um, one is, the first one is about four and a half years old, and the second one is about 18 months. And my question was just about how to sort of help the the old one Um navigates what I imagine are, is the emotions that he's going through. So some help with understanding what the triggers are for a range of things that seem to mean he he ends up crying and, and maybe struggling to really communicate what the problem is. So some things I think are more obvious, like if he stubbed his toe or if he's had an accident, then it's easier to see what the trigger is. But in other places, there are repeated activities where I'm surprised a little bit that he still cries about things like, you know, maybe parts of having his shower, parts of having his meal. And it it happens on a daily basis. So I would have thought, you know, he should be in the habit of doing those things by now, but they still seem to trigger some sort of, you know, crying and some sort of difficult meltdown that's a little bit complex to manage sometimes. So just understanding, you know, my thinking is maybe there's a common theme of a loss of agency that maybe he's feeling in those situations, but it, there might be more to it than that. So it'd be lovely to learn about that and how to help him understand that, of course, he's heard, but also have uh, enable us to have a constructive way to go through some of those situations and maybe even prepare him so that we we avoid the meltdown in the first place.
0: Fantastic. I love how you expressed that question. Thank you for elaborating on that. Well, we've got a I've got a book coming out on the eighth of August called How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess. And I know you're familiar with my other book. So this is particularly for parents to help your child have the system to manage your mind. Because as we know, you know, your mind drives everything. And if we can give our children the tools to tell their story, even as young as two, like you've got an eighteen month old, you can my youngest patient was a two year old. You can start teaching children from as young as two how to actually help them process through these things and work out what the cause is. And because if you think of a child, they don't, as we know, you you know, it, a child's learning more and more language as they're going on and getting more and more insight, but they understand more than what they can express. And they are a lot more intelligent than what we take, you know, at this stage than what we actually think. And for years there's been the sort of philosophy that children, you know, you've got to really dumb things down for children and, to a certain extent, absolutely, the language and that kind of thing. But we've made some wrong assumptions about how much they do understand, and a lot of that understanding they don't is is ahead of uh, of the ability to express it. So there's a lag between how they understand and see themselves in the world, which is still developing, but it's more advanced than the ability to express it. So we've got this little bit of con- contradiction that can happen, and it can be triggered by certain things in life that seem so normal to you and I as a parent and as an adult, but for them are huge things. And if they don't have the tools to sort of manage the energy that comes along with that, it can explode in, in some little patterns and behaviors that come out that seem to be repeat, you know repeating themselves and turning into sort of patterns in their life. And so this is what, you, what I think you're describing. So one of the first elements there is that It's great that you're starting to look towards the root, that maybe there's an agency thing. Maybe he's wanting to show more agency. Could be that. Maybe it will help me to understand a little bit more by taking you through a couple of questions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions related to a specific behavior or one particular. We'll choose one of the patterns and then whatever comes up, just answer whatever comes up. Now, what I'm using to guide me is actually on page 38 of this book, where I've actually got a table that you can use, get familiar with, and you can do the same thing with your child. Now, I'm going to do it with you, guiding you, and what I would recommend that it's on page 38. It's like a little table that literally has little questions and things to help guide you, because the first thing we need to do as parents is try to understand, get our own understanding of what's going on, and then model that understanding, let that understanding not model, but to uh, guide us in how we then interact with the child. But even before all of that, we need to be able to know that we need to manage our own reactions. So it can be very frustrating and there's totally no judgment because we need to allow ourselves to be messy. I just did a podcast now on, and I think I really enjoyed, on we really need to allow ourselves to be messy. Parenting is messy. Messy parenting is normal. And we just know, we, we're never going to have it all together. Every child is different. Every situation is different. And we know that. But somehow we put this tremendous pressure on ourselves that, geez, I got it right last time. Why can't I get it right this time? I got it right with the first kid. Why can't I get it right with the second? I'm an adult. Why can't I know what to do? And how can I, you know, why are these things happening? We've got to stop doing that to ourselves. We've got to give ourselves the latitude and the room to be messy. It's okay to be messy. We need to really make that an acceptable thing. Amongst ourselves as as parents, and it goes contrary to what is out there because we've got this whole pressure on us to be these perfect parents, and it leads to things like helicopter parenting versus what I would call safety net parenting. And I'll wind that into into my answers and questions with you as well. So, number one, give yourself permission to be messy. Tell yourself it's okay to be messy. Messy parenting is so one hundred percent normal. No one's got it, and quite frankly, never going to totally control the mess ever because of the new things that keep coming up. And as you just don't know what your your child's a unique individual, so on. And things happen and so on, and dynamics change and all that stuff. So it's very important you do that. And in that messiness is give yourself permission to spend a bit of time on working out the best reaction for yourself. And that's where you're familiar with the neurocycle from my other book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. It's great to then spend a bit of time and think, okay, this behavior is becoming a bit of an issue You're a bit concerned. You mentioned that you're concerned about you know it's happening a lot. It's kind of disruptive to your family life, and it's spilling over into potentially at school maybe or when you go out, you know, with family and friends and so on. So you want to know you know how can you sort of preemptively manage these kinds of situations when they happen? It can make us and ourselves feel frustrated or irritated or you know even angry, and that's okay. This is the messy part. So step number one is in this allowing yourself to be messy is I would take a little bit of time, 10, 15, 20 minutes to work through a neuro cycle for yourself and think, okay, here's, this is what he's doing. What is your child's name? Joe. Joe, Joe's cute name. Joe is it, it just, Joe's doing these things. It's making me feel. So first of all, like one sentence, how does it make you feel when he? cries constantly for these things how does it make you feel and there's no guilt or judgment here and everything's okay because you're allowed to be messy okay yeah so
1: at those times you know it's it's a number of things it's upsetting to see him upset you know because, you know clearly I'd like to help him and, and sort out or at least I'm just writing
0: down as you tell me yeah
1: of course um support him somehow you know even if I understand there might be an aspect of him needing to work through some things by himself ultimately but if I could at least support him or let him know he's heard, or um, just help him feel safe in that moment. Because th- I'm imagining, you know, he's not just going to cry if there's no reason for it. There's something that's obviously upsetting him in the first place. And uh, it, it maybe it's just not clear or visible. Or as you said, maybe it's he doesn't have the words to, to express them. But if I could somehow give him some reassurance and, and comfort in, in that situation, then I think um that would be w- would be helpful. Another thing is, is concern in some cases for his younger brother, because you know, I think is still working through that understanding of his younger brother not being exactly able to do everything he's able to do. So there's a safety as well that I'm also concerned about. And, you know, sometimes, as you said, there's an implication on other things, like we're trying to get somewhere by a certain time. And I'm also thinking, of course, that that, that's, that timeline slipping because of this situation that then needs to be managed. I'd say it's, it's maybe in that sort of hierarchy. Definitely my main concern is, is making sure that he's all right, or at least gets close gets back to being all right as soon as as possible
0: perfect so i hear you say that you know it's upsetting and concerning for your the little brother upsetting because you don't want to see him upset and upsetting and concerning because you've got to get places and this is not a pattern that's consistent this is not a coping mechanism that's going to be sustainable and so it makes you feel almost a little bit helpless sometimes because you know how do you help him And I'm sure that maybe gives you maybe, I don't know, how does it feel like a knot in your stomach or maybe your heart starts palpitating when you see him again. And and you may even have a a thought, you know, sort of a perspective flashing through your mind of, oh my gosh, this is happening again or whatever you may or may not. But that, you know, this is, that's all okay. Okay. So that's great. So what you've done is actually identified four signals. You've told me how you feel. You've actually, well, I kind of put the words in your mouth. I don't know if you, if your heart palpitates, if your stomach like lurches or, you know. the right you know, you've you got it quite right. About racism,
1: yeah, frustration.
0: So that frustration, it kind of, so what I'm trying to point out here is that our emotions are linked to our bodily sensations or behaviours you may, you know, I, I don't know what you do. Can you give an example of what you do if it happens? Yeah,
1: so sometimes it's at it's bath time and um, I'd usually call his name, you know, and and look him in the eye and so sort of come down to, to his height, look him in the eye and say, this is part of bath time when you when you, every time every time there's bath time, there will, you know, some water will go in your eye. It's uncomfortable. I know that. But it's only it's a transient thing. Well, I don't use the word transit, but I say, you know, it's going to it's going to be over soon. We will dry you off. Get ready for school. This this happened yesterday. It will happen tomorrow again. You're safe. You're fine. You're not hurt. You know, So please, you know, sort of calm down and let's get through the process um, as quickly as we can.
0: Excellent. So your behaviors are—I mean, those are just perfect. I mean, the way you've uh, the way you've explained that is excellence. And the more times you're doing it, the more you're actually wiring that little thought tree into the brain. So that's excellent. So that behavior is excellent. That you—you know—the sort of behavioral response and the perspective of oh gosh, this is happening again, but you are persisting and pushing through that. You know, this is going to, the way you explain. This is going to keep happening. It's going to happen tomorrow. It happened yesterday. So that's the, what you're giving. You're helping him see. For yourself, there could be a little jolt of, oh my gosh, it's happening again. So even maybe a little bit of a, oh gosh, it's kind of scary this, you know, this is a, you know, it's kind of, well, why is this taking so long sort of thing? And that's okay. So these, you've, you've captured your signals. You've actually also gone to this, you've done, which is the first step of the neurocycle. You've also reflected in your answer to me, you've reflected on, well, you know, maybe it's the, the losing or feeling of the like, ducky's losing agency or autonomy or And you're trying to reason out and explain why this isn't a loss of agency. It's it's something that's a normal thing in life, which is, so there's a bit of reflection going on. The reflection there is to try and find out, you know, why, why is this happening? And then you obviously ask me, so there's a desire to find out why. So the reflecting is, you know, why part of this reflect step where you're asking the why question is to look at the behaviors. And you explained exactly. You said, for example, the bathwater in his eyes makes him cry. And it's happening consistently. It happens daily. So there's a pattern to this. So that's now we're moving over into, into, into the third step, which is to, to take the stuff of, of, of all this, the emotions and bodily sensations and the perspectives and the behaviors and, and reflecting a little bit and now gathering that. Now, this is where it's an ideal time for you to write. And if you did this separately from your child, you don't have to write right now, but you can do it yourself. You, what What would be great is when you go from the session is to sit down and to actually you know because you've got cleaning up the mental mess, so you could use the the book to get your exact you know step one gather awareness so I would go from this session or find time today or tomorrow and write down gather awareness and and write down the four signals you know repeat like what we said, upsetting, concerned, you feel helpless it seems like this is always going on. And, you know, your, your, your body, you know, you get that lurch in your stomach. So just give me a sentence for each of those things. To reflect, you started explaining, I think it's the agency thing that you you think it's that. Then, you know, then write, you know, writing all that down. So, sorry to confuse you. Step one, you're doing kind of out loud, you're talking to yourself. Step two, you're talking to yourself. You don't have to do it for long. Just take a minute for each, put your time on, a minute or two minutes for each. And then write, spend a bit longer, two to three minutes, writing down these things that you've just the emotions, the behaviors, the perspectives, the warnings the the bodily sensation, just write the four little sentences down and then refer, then you could put a little bracket, you could use a metacog, I explain how to do a metacog in the book, or you could just write it down all over the page. The key with writing it on the page is don't you know turn your page sideways and draw a circle in the middle and talk about it, Joe's crying in the middle, and then you could have your four different emotions coming out of there I mean the four different signals coming out of there, so it would the emotions body sensations, behaviors, perspectives. Separate out your response first. So don't put his so much, put your response to his behavior. So what we're doing here first is we're analyzing what you're going through so that we can get you in a stronger place and a more resilient place to keep you calm because you sound like you're really calm and handling it very well. But if it happens a lot, it could throw you and then that's when things get really messy. So I'm helping you to get yourself, create a network that when it happens, you stay, stay in that resilient place and say the things that will get, you know, break the cycle, the negative cycle very quickly. So this is going to be the kind of thing is I feel frustrated and, and helpless because, and then just to say that, I feel frustrated and helpless. I get a lurch in my stomach. I, um, I maybe get snappy or whatever or withdraw or my face drops. Um, and then my perspective is, oh, no, this is happening again. Simple as that. Then, you know, you say those sentences, then you would reflect a little bit why. Well, it's because of this issue, you know why, so you don't have to spend long there. And then actually write that down. Write those sentences down. And then as you're writing, just ask yourself why again. And whatever comes up, just put it down. You know, you, you said one thought about it could be the, the agency thing. Maybe it could be, and as you're writing, things will pop up. Maybe there is a, I actually wrote down something here that I thought it might be, maybe he needs He's a child that needs routines and now you've got routines. I was gonna ask you, maybe it's routines, maybe he needs closure. I'm like saying goodbye to the nanny, which he gets got really upset about. You said in your question that he's he didn't so maybe he's this is some kids need more routine than others and they need very distinct we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. The nanny's gonna leave, As the nanny said goodbye, she had to rush off. You were playing with your friend or you were at your friend or you're doing something, but she did say goodbye to you. You know, if you if you can predict the sorts of things that he is if he is that, that you know upset him that's the sort of thing when you're writing down here oh it happens when the, the, it happens so you can have another line coming out of here when does this happen okay it happens when the, the maid when the nanny left it happened when bath routine what else we, what 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 other, what other situations does it happen in oh sometimes with sharing toys or sharing toys whatever comes just think whatever comes out you don't have to tell me everything now but blast that on the page not it doesn't have to be neat the more you Write all over the page. The more you dive deep into your, into the depths of your unconscious, and you'll start pulling up things that may surprise you. Maybe something pops up, and it was, oh, there was a shift at that point. There was that incident that happened, or oh, I didn't think about that. You know, that may not happen on the first day. It may take a couple of rounds of doing this to get to that. But the third step is to take what you've those four thing, the four signals that you gathered, aware of, reflected a little bit, and then putting that down on paper and reflecting deeper. And just putting it all over the place, whatever pops up, even if it seems unrelated, what you know, what you don't know, what just whatever pops in your mind at that moment, write it all down. Then look at what you've written and say, okay, where's the pattern? How often is it happening? Now this is when you ask the who, what, when, where, why, how, so we can work out the pattern. So that would be the fourth step. So the who who is, is is there a who involved? is there a who that's consistently triggering? Is there a how? Is there something? Is it is it like it sounds like routines to me it sounds like you know bath time routine dinner time routine nanny going routine so it seems like so that's why i'm saying the routine seems to be that he needs something like okay this is how we're going to do it and this may happen and she's going to leave because she's sick Um, nanny's going to leave early because she's sick or she has to go somewhere or this is her time to leave so prepare yourself he just may need a bit of that kind of thing. So, this is the sort of discussion you have with yourself in your recheck. You could also discuss this with your husband, even with the nanny. You could get to this point and say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing. Maybe we can establish some verbal guidelines to prepare him because I think the core is routine oriented. I don't think it's, it could be agency, but I think it may be routine focused. And I could be wrong and you can, you know, see what, as you do, what comes up.
1: Yeah, that's quite consistent because it, they are around things that it happens more around things that take place on a regular basis, which is perhaps where, you know, I was a bit more surprised because I'm thinking this is happening constantly. I would have thought, you know, you're somewhat accustomed to this by now. Or you know that it's going to happen. As you said, Nanny leaves at a certain time. You know, she leaves after a certain set of activities have been completed. So I would I wouldn't expect that to trigger. But it, it's making sense what you're saying now. I think the verbal prompts probably will help to you know how transition. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: So that would be a key thing for me here. And I'm writing a big, I know you can't see what I'm writing, but I've got the big messy thing on my page and verbal prompts. And we got to that through this discussion. You see, we went to it quite analytically and you took it, you're observing your child, but you're observing yourself interacting with your child. That's what I want you to do first. So first look at it that way because that will then give you the sort of viewpoint of, okay, how can I now transition over to helping my child? So the verbal prompts I think may help because I think what's happening is that even though it's repeated each day, that's very very much the child's security and maybe something has happened that's disruptive. I don't know, this is what you can dig around and find or you know more about your life than I do. Maybe something happened that triggered the routine, and this routine is very crucial for him to feel safe. And maybe something happened that was a big disruption. Maybe a grandparent died, or maybe a new nanny came along, or maybe a job change, or maybe a house change, or maybe a new friend at school, a new teacher. This child of yours likes routine. Something disrupted this routine, so now it's playing out in every routine. That could be the thing. It could be, it may not be. But in doing this process, you may find something that made him feel the need to they have a routine that he is guided through verbally, even though it's the same every day. It's, and, and I love how you handled the bath time routine. I think that's wonderful. So even though he may still be crying, take comfort in knowing that your words are comforting him. That a child, that intellectual side of a child that they can't verbalize, responds extremely well to reasoning. It's validating your child. And what you could add to that is saying, I know it's really uncomfortable. I, I can understand. I, I mean, I'm not, I can, I'm sorry, we can't understand someone else 100%. I see that this is really upsetting and, and I'm so sorry. And, you know, that's really frustrating for you. And I can, I can see how could, that could be irritating having water in your eyes. But unfortunately, this is what we have to do. You know, we have to, we have to wash our face like you've been doing, but adding the validation of his experience that may be missing and that may shift. I see the temptation is to say, we do this every day. You know this is going to happen. And that's so logical, but that he could perceive that as, oh, I'm bad. But he's not bad, and you don't mean that. But that's the messiness of parenting. So to say, you know what, this is, is going to happen every day, but I, before you tell him that, which makes him feel bad in a way because he's thinking, oh, why am I keep doing this? I must be bad. There's something wrong with me. And he can't verbalize that, so he'll cry more. So it like it's worse, so you get this vicious cycle going. Whereas if you say, hey, we're going to get in the bath, there's going to be water like yesterday. And I can see it really upsets you. And this is where I'd bring in a toy or Brainy and have a bath next to the thing and bath Brainy and say, oh, Brainy really doesn't like water. I wonder why Brainy doesn't like water on his face and see if it's that or if it's got something to do with a routine or if he's trying to, if that behavior of him crying is, is actually something else. And this is where when you, once you've worked out, done your own little neurocycle, where you, we talk about where we got to the point where we are but the verbal prompts may be a really great way of handing and how and how I'm describing it now. You could add another to th- uh, so your action is to use verbal prompts, which is step five, and, and another part of your action is to then bring in a toy, whether it's Brainy, whether it's one of his favorite toys, a toy duck, whatever, so he can externalize. And you could say, I wonder, I wonder, I see Ducky or Brainy don't doesn't like water on their head, and you know he has it every day, but he's really bad.ing Do you know why? And you may find that that's, Is non threatening and you can get him to enact it. Or do you want to bath brainy first? Or do you want, obviously, this mustn't get in the water, but let's take a toy that can go in the water. Should we, should we sprinkle a little bit of water and see how, what will make him brainy happy or the toy happy or the duck happy or whatever goes in the bath happy? I don't know if you've tried that, but that gives a child agency if it is an agency thing, but it also is a way for a child to verbalize and start explaining what they didn't have the words to explain. So you're providing an action in an environment. So you've acknowledged that this is uncomfortable, You're not, you, it's non-judgmental because you've worked on yourself to control the reaction of maybe getting irritated. I'm not saying you are, but I mean, if it's happening every day, it's very easy to say, oh, you know, we do this every day and you don't mean to, but that's the messiness of parenting and it's okay. So let's see, how can I get from, oh, you do this every day to okay, let's see, you know, let's bath brainy. Let's see why brainy doesn't like the water. Let's see, I see that it's really, Can can you hear the different languaging? But to get yourself in that state where your tone, intonation, body language of which they are experts at reading is under control so that you don't get frustrated because that frustration, no matter how you're trying to control it, will spill out into the conversation. Unfortunately, he's going to see that and feel that before he hears your words. So you want him to hear your verbal prompts. So that's why I say, you know, get yourself ready <laughs> kind of thing and your resilience up so that you can handle the interaction with, with him. And in going through the little bath time routine, you can then go through the same little neuro cycle, but it's done, you know, it's done pretty quickly. And once you get the hang of it, it it's quite fast. So first of all, it is, you know, getting yourself ready. Then it's taking the toy and saying, I see that Brainy feels a bit worried about the water. Maybe Brainy's like tense. Look, Brainy's standing there with his shoulders up because maybe that's what he does. I'm just guessing. Maybe he stands with his shoulders up, and doesn't want to, doesn't want to get in there, or it's resisting. And then, and I see that you know Brainy just does not want to get in the bath because Brainy does not want the water on his face. And then, so you've done three things now. You've done emotion. Brainy feels frightened or sad or upset or whatever. It's in his body. Behavior doesn't want to get in the bath. Perspective doesn't like water. See, you it's four little like statements. So you, but you're saying it all in one sentence. I see Brainy's sad. Brainy doesn't was scared. Brainy doesn't want to get in the water. Brainy's trying to not get in the water. Brainy's got very, very, very tight shoulders or a tight tummy. And this is Brainy really doesn't like water. How can we help Brainy? And why do you think Brainy's doing that? So you could just do a before you say how, sorry, say why. Why why do you think Brainy's doing that? And then see how that works. and you give him the opportunity to sort of express it. Then say, Well, what do you think will help Brainy. And then third step, where you would be writing, you're actually providing the opportunity to act it out. Say, okay, what would help Brainy have a nicer bath? What would work better? Maybe we could put sunglasses on your face so that the water doesn't, or a, a, little, a little goggles. We could put goggles on your eyes. Would that work? So now you are sort of, you could even demonstrate, you know, should we put little goggles on? So that's enacting then leads to the fourth step, which is let's find solutions. This is the issue. you go got bath. We know it worries you. You've validated, blah, blah, blah. You've done all that stuff. You've reasoned with him. And now you'll be finding a solution. We have to get through this. So what is going to get us through this? Maybe you pour the water on yourself and I don't do it. And here's a little favorite little bucket that you buy him or something or favorite cup that he loves or something like that, that he can put the water in and scoop it over his own head when he's ready. And let's hold our eyes together. You know, so you something like that where he, the agency issue, because there's obviously the fact that you said that there's something there that you've recognized. So now giving him the cup, doing all of this, is a dealing with this routine thing, but also maybe addressing the agency thing. And then he says, okay. And then the action, first step is he gets in the bath and he pours the cup over, he puts the goggles on or whatever the action is. And if he cries a little bit, say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I understand. It's hard. But you and then he stops crying. Oh wow, you only cried a little bit today. Only five tears. That's okay. That's good. Yesterday you cried six tears. You know, little things like that, even though you're not gonna count the tears. But it just it's that giving him that kind of solid sort of feeling of this is I can it's tangible. Wow, yes, you, know, so you you're praising the progress. So he still cried. The end the the bath t- time was still a bit of a mission. It was still kind of a stress, it still took more time, it's still frustrating, but you've now you've got you were ready for it. He's now gone through a different process, and you you praising the progress. Mm-hmm. Look how he did this. Look how you you did get in the bath. You did this. It's amazing. Praise the progress. Praise the effort that went into it. And Even if he cries just as much, so never mind. We've, tomorrow it'll be better. We'll we'll do the same thing, and then you take the same routine again and the same routine again. And each time, you know, you'll get a little deeper, and then you can try that not with just with the bath routine. You can say, okay, let's let's talk about this. I see that you. What does he do about meals? You said that there's things at mealtime that he gets upset about.
1: Yeah. So um mealtimes in, in some cases it's if there's not quite enough sauce that as he was expecting, might be teriyaki sauce or ketchup or something with the chicken. with his chicken, you know, then he might just abandon or, or try his very best to abandon the entire meal. But obviously we don't want that. So we don't want that to continue you know that's where, where possible we'll try of course to get him more of the product if if it's truly really run out and you know sometimes that resolves it but you know sometimes there isn't more of the products in at home but it's just not the right time for it or as you say we're out um, at a restaurant so it's, it's not an immediately fixable solution but hopefully that's not reason enough for him to abandon the entire meal and there's a bit of a halfway house
0: that we can try to reach uh, at, at the very least totally You want to teach him resilience because life is not going to go its whole way. So you don't want you want to breed self-esteem, not narcissism. So you don't want him to think, okay, the whole world revolves around me. If I'm unhappy, everyone must jump around me and fix the situation. I need that sauce now. So it's a situation of you're sitting at the restaurant. There isn't the sauce that he likes or something's wrong with the meal. It's a go through the, think of the five steps. So think of, okay, I see that you're frustrated. You wanted that sauce. You you cross, you don't want to eat. So I see you're frustrated. Emotion, you don't want to eat. Behavior, I can see you. you your body's crossed because your body's tense. Maybe I don't know what he does if he pouts or if he pulls up his shoulders or yeah. So I can see you doing that, and maybe take brainy in your bag so you can you know demonstrate all of whatever toy, and then I can see that you are now thinking you're not going to eat this meal. Perspective, perspective is the attitude towards it. So if I don't get my way, I'm going to do this, so that you know the the the, the first three things are leading into the perspective. So what you've done is you've, you haven't yelled, you haven't judged, you haven't got mad, but you very firmly are saying, I see you, I recognize, but this is not where we're going to throw. You know, we're not going to, you're also saying in an in nonverbal way, we're not going to throw a tantrum. We're going to work through this. This is part of life. Things do happen. Restaurants don't have, but you're not going to say that yet. You're first going to notice and observe. So it's first, so it's very sequential. It's a, Name those things. You kind of have to practice this so that it comes out like that. That's why I say do it a lot on your self-practice and that kind of thing, and then you'll get the hang of it. And then you're going to say, I know why you feel like this, because you really want that source. So there's the why, the reflect. And so well, now what are we going to, you know, let's, let's demon So the third step, is demonstrate. So in, Brainy doesn't have the source, so is going to not eat, but Brainy can't not eat. Brainy needs to eat because Brainy can't live without food. So you're transferring it over to this little, and you know Brainy's brain needs to grow, and your brain needs to grow, and you can control what goes in that brain. And and, and, when, and when you practice, when you practice, if you can you can eat this without that sauce, or try another sauce. That's really great. This is good for your brain. It's and things. It's okay if things are hard, but we'll get through this. We'll get this is hard for you now. We'll get. That's the kind of languaging you want to bring into that third step where you're kind of working all this mess out. And then we're going to say, okay, so what's our solution? Fourth step. So you don't have that sauce, so what other sauce would you like? Because you you have to eat the food. So do you want some salt? Do you want some pepper? Do you want another sauce? Here are some options. Choose one of those. So you give them an option and they need to choose. But the option is not to not eat. And he may still play up a little bit, but, you know, your gentle, firm kindness, you're going to eat something. And even if it's one mouthful, that's progressive, okay, we'll take it home, and you're going to eat this at home, and we'll find the sauce you want because I know I've got it at home. So you're going to sit there and you and you're going to you know maybe color in and draw and you're going to be you know do something, but we're going to eat, and you're going to eat this at home with the other sauce. so you either eat it here with one of these you know because you see so you give him options that not too many because he's four and a half. but he's got to realize that you mom, and he's got to eat the food he can't not eat, and he's not going to and the big thing here is that if he doesn't get his way. He's going to you know, develop a, a, sort of those bad behaviors and you want him to get, and then the action is, okay, let's eat three pieces of this food. Three pieces, so you've got enough energy to go home and at home you can eat some more and then with the sauce you want. So how, what, how can you eat those three pieces? Can we put some grated cheese on? Can we put some chopped tomatoes on? Something like that. So you give him one or two options and that's the action. Then he does it and maybe eats it all, maybe he doesn't. Whatever he does, That's progress. It was hard, but you got through this. Well done. You know, and it can, the more you, does that make sense? It's quite a lot that I'm saying, but you'll hear the podcast and you'll be able to hear it again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'll be helpful. But that that does So it's that sort of affirmation and encouraging him as he does make some progress, even if it's not
0: the full result yet. But it's the progress, it's the effort, it's the effort that he actually, thank you for listening. That's great. We worked this out together. We, Are going to make a plan. This is great. Even though you're not happy with the plan, we work through this. This is really good. You know, things, this is going to happen a lot. You know, things, you're not always going to have the sources you want. You're not always going to have your friends doing what you want them to do, but this is okay. This is what we do when these things happen. That's the model. And if you do that a lot in your life, because things go wrong in our life too, openly model that process. That's really important. So, I mean, literally everything I've said is literally in this in the in the book with child language, so you can actually see how to adapt it down to their level as well, which I think will help you a lot.
1: Mm, yeah, That makes a lot of sense. I, one thing I've really picked up from that is uh, sort of emphasising the resilience and actually starting to more consistently talk to him about the need to be resilient and I think I hadn't really focused on that as much before so that that's I'm really in addition to everything else you've said I I really will take that with me and start to you know let him know that that absolutely it's not it's not practical to always get what you want but it's about how you do that really.
0: You want to build your self-esteem and you want to build resilience and you don't want to build narcissism and you don't want to build a child that you or you know, stepping around that you're gonna acknowledge, but you know what, you have to sit and eat we're in a restaurant, we're not gonna play up here. This is where we eat. We'll make it work. You know, and, and that's that teaching that struggle is a normal part of life. Things are not going to go your way. And that builds the psychological immunity. It builds the resilience. If we if every we helicopter parent, if we bubble wrap them to try and keep them happy, we're doing them a total disservice. They don't have to be kept happy. You're not responsible for your child's happiness. Happiness is something that comes from within and happiness comes from recognizing this is the struggle and I made some effort and got through the struggle. So you're going to see, I believe you'll see a tremendous response from him, positive response where he starts thinking, you know, I did this on my own. I didn't, you know, he, it's almost like you're showing him another way of, I, I don't have to just cry to get through this thing. I can actually cry, but I can also, I, could, I have a, a plan, a solution. I can get, I can walk through this. There's a, there's a way out. There's a way to manage the messiness. Mm, no, thank you. That,
1: that's, that, that's, that would inevitably be a lot more empowering for him as well. So, you know, that's putting him definitely on, on a more productive and sustainable path.
0: Did you know that we all have zombie cells in our body? Yes, this is not a script for a horror movie. Senescent cells, also known as zombie cells, are old, worn out cells, no longer serving a useful function for our health. Thankfully, there are ways we can actually combat the effect that these zombie cells have on us, including using senolytic ingredients that are science-backed to support our body's elimination of these cells. And our sponsor, Neurohacker, packs seven of the most science-backed senolytic ingredients into one formula called Senolytic. and you can take it just two days a month for fast, noticeable benefits, for, and a much better aging process mentally and physically. For help with my daily mental performance and help supporting my long-term brain health as I age, I think Qualia Synolytic is indispensable. I notice the difference in just days to my focus, my mood, my memory and my willpower to get things done. I also love that the formula is non-GMO vegan, gluten-free and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on supporting mental clarity. If you're in your late 20s or older, adding qualia Synalytic to your diet can play a crucial role in combating negative aging symptoms. Go to neurohacker.com forward slash LEAF for up to 50% off qualia Synalytic and as a listener of Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, use the code LEAF at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com forward slash LEAF to try qualia Synalytic with code LEAF and start aging on your terms. The link and details are in the show notes. It will. Sustainable's key. Sustainable's key because you want him to have the tools to manage the next situation that you're not there, which may be at school when someone takes something out of his lunchbox or you know, someone says something to him and each resilient may not be the same thing, but he's already now realized I can't just cry. I can't just get upset. I can be upset. I'm allowed to be upset, but I can I need sorry, I, I said that wrong. He can he I can't just cry, I can go further. So it's not just ending in the tears and that's it. It's, I can have the tears, it's okay, it's justified, this is upsetting, but let's now, let's now go through these, why am I doing this, what can I do, let me do it. And it's that that we want to do. So think of it almost like when a, when a plane takes off, it takes off, it flies, it lands. When we start acknowledging, I feel like this, but I don't do anything about it, I'm feeling sad, I'm going to cry, the plane takes off and then it crashes, and that's what's happening. Whereas what we're teaching him now in this what seems like such a simple but laborious system, is that it becomes, once you get the hang of it, it goes. It, it's and it's a life skill. Okay, you're teaching him to t- take off the plane. You're validating that the plane is in the air, but you fly in the plane and you're teaching him to land the plane. You're empowering him to face the struggles of life, even though it's discussing bath time and a meal. Those are, those little things translate into the big stuff. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, just a quick question, if that's all right. Um, of course. Even when he's sort of rather loud and it just seems like he's not even listening, is there any particular strategy or tactic to sort of interrupt that behaviour and, and get him to at least focus and come to a place where we can have that conversation? Because, you know, there are times when, you know, he's sort of shouting and as you said, maybe he's... He's being a child.
0: Yes, well, exactly, yeah. He's being a child and we don't have to pathologize childhood. This is the messiness of parenting, the messiness of childhood. But there's the reality. So how can you kind of get him? So are you referring just quickly so that I have the context, just in general playing and hyper or when he's upset, he may start shouting when he's upset? Okay, so that's where having something to anchor him is great. So what you do is instead of it just being mom telling him what to do or dad telling him what to do, it's brainy. So it's 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 the it's Let's do our neurocycle. So what has been very successful with children is when they're in that place, we say, okay, you know what? Let's go get our brainy. Let's, let's do our neurocycle. They love the word neurocycle. They love the word brain. Even if they say brain cycle it will fix my brain, give them an anchor and say, okay, you're upset. Let's do our brain stuff. Let's do our neurocycle stuff. Let's do our brainy stuff. Brainy is a great word for a child to get their mouth around. And especially if you started showing him the little cartoons and things like that, that's obviously the books only available in August. You want to start this immediately, but you know, we can, I can email you a little image of the picture so that we can, you can start becoming familiar with Brainy. So that becomes his anchor. So what I'm saying is you want to give him some sort of an anchor. So at the moment it could be choose a favorite toy or go buy him a Brainy squishy ball so that we get him thinking about brain and I'm controlling my brain and I'm learning to manage my own life there's so many it you can find at all in the local shops you could find a little some sort of squishy we don't have one of those actually we don't use it today, But that would out now yeah so, okay, so that now becomes your priority of having your little brainy ball and you could have an area in your house that becomes a place where we the neurocycle corner or whatever where we work our things out and a little bench and your toys and you know once you've got all this stuff together you can just you know create area that you can create either in his room or in the house, in the general area of the house is great because then the whole family can use it. So it becomes not just me using it. It's for all of us. Whenever anyone sits there, we're working through stuff. So if you're in a restaurant, you don't have that there, but you can just make sure you have your little ball. If you don't have your little ball, you can draw a picture and remember the brainy. So have an anchor point that you can bring him back and say, okay, this is making our brain all messy, like a big, you take know, bubbly water and bubbles popping everywhere and you know how that makes your tummy bubbly? Whatever analogy to show messiness, say, and when we like that, we, we, we're not going to feel good. And, and it's not going to end, it's not going to be great. I'm going to get upset. Dad's going to get upset. You're going to get upset. We don't want all this bubbly, bubbly chaos. So you want to, when he's in a calm state, you want to explain this and practice this when it's a fun game. And then when he's in that state, then you say, oh, remember we need our brainy. Let's grab our brainy. Let's grab brainy. Let's grab whatever version and let's do some breathing together. And I know a child doesn't always want to breathe in that state, but holding on to something, if you can get them to just follow your breathing, if they let you hold them, but give them something in their hand. That's this consistent thing. That is, I'm going to use this to, this is messing, making it chaos. Let's get it, let's get it all happy again. Your brain's not happy. Let's get your brain happy again. Let's hold your brain. Let's get your brain happy again. Do you want me to hug you? And can we, can we breathe together? Can we sing together? Can we draw something together, distraction? Can we play with our puppy together? Can we go for a little walk quickly? Can we do some jumping jacks? So anything like that. And there's a lot of ideas in the book as well of sort of decompression type activities. I have an app. I don't know if you're familiar with the app, the NeuroCycle app. Yes. Yeah, I have my app. Perfect. So if you can maybe get into that as well for yourself and if he sees you using that, It'll also get him into this, and there's decompression activities on there. So there's some ideas there as well that you can, you can try out and adapt down to him. So it's first of all to have that consistent anchor, the little brain something, and then grab that, and then the physical contact if he wants it. Sometimes they don't, and we have to respect that space. And then some kind of distraction, the breathing, the art, the movements, the play with the puppy, get us into a mental space where we can get on your physiology under, con- under control. right. I know thank you. That's
1: that's really helpful.
0: Pleasure. Well, what we'd love to do is invite you back in, let's say, a couple of months time, or maybe once you've got the the new book and it's come out and you've tried this for a while, but I'll get my we'll reach out to you. And if you'd like to come back and just share how this has worked, what did work, what didn't work, what you because this is very when you start using the system, you'll find all kinds of great ideas that you'll build into the system. The key is to make the brain mind work with the brain properly that five-step neurocycle process is how you're going to make the change happen over time. Otherwise it's kind of chaotic sort of hoping it'll happen. So we'd love to have you back if you're interested to share with us how it works and how we can maybe refine a few things or whatever.
1: Okay. that, That would be my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful.